This is Mortification of Spin, a weekly podcast of the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. We can only continue producing with your support. Visit mortificationofspin.org to make a donation and download a free MP3. In this age of the self-publisher, bloggers, and Facebook, the question of women's teaching roles in the church has gotten much more complicated. Some say it's wrong for men to read, much less learn from, women's blogs. How should we think through this? Here are Carl, Todd, and Amy to address boggled thoughts about women's blogs for your Wednesday Bully Pulpit. Well, today we've just been subject to what I can only describe as, as possibly one of the most humiliating moments of my adult life. Uh, the three of us, uh, Todd, Amy, and myself, uh, finished recording and we're just uh, going to the local golf club in order to, to get a drink. And we were refused entry because they don't allow women into the members' enclosure. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty upsetting and distressing. Tried to explain to them that we had elected Amy as an honorary guy some time ago and therefore the, the normal gender rules wouldn't apply but the, the ignorant man at the door uh, simply has no understanding exactly. of Robert's rules and Presbyterian procedure exactly. uh, simply can't get the staff these yeah. days yeah uh, well and, and, my, and my perspective was you know I'm all for banning women from everything conceivable as you know <laughs> um, but I thought given the fact that, uh, that Amy has now officially um, entered into manhood, that that, uh, that that wouldn't be a problem, but uh, he just couldn't see it. Well, maybe yeah. if I would have brought a, a plate of cookies with me, I would you know, have been, you know, you, able exactly. to cross the threshold there for a couple minutes anyway. If, if you had baked up some ginger snaps, mm-hmm. um, that's all it would have taken, I think. And dressed like a waitress, so you appeared to be a member of staff, but <laughs> you might have been able to sneak you in. <laughs> right, Incognito. Right, right, yeah. So, um, all of this raises a, a, a an interesting question, actually, that we've been asked at various times, which is, um, is a a woman blogging, is a woman um, such as we have an arrangement on a podcast where we talk about substantive issues uh, periodically, about the Bible, about theology, and and how those things interact with with where we live today, Um, is that somehow a a, a violation of scripture? is Is it a violation of uh, biblical norms and uh, uh, instructions regarding women teaching men within the church, that, that sort of thing. There's some pretty strong feelings out there on this yes, issue, sir. aren't there? I mean, Amy, you've, you've, had, uh, you've had some pushback. Um, from I what have. I understand. Well, and um, mostly I've had support, but I've had um, in the form of a question once a commenter asked me, is it okay for men to be reading my blog since I write about theological issues and not just women issues and therefore they would be learning from me and w- what what did you tell todd when he asked you that question? <laughs> <laughs> well you know i mean i i would just you know tell tell people that i can assure you i never learn anything typically when i read something so it's no big risk <laughs> so, um. yeah well it, it is a slippery slope the next thing you know you got women on podcasts talking exactly. to um you know fred and barney over here yeah exactly so carl um i mean you've heard you've heard this objection before how, <laughs> yeah. how do you how do you answer because we we do believe um in the biblical uh qualifications for ordination etc we have yep. no problem with that we belong to, dom- to denominations that uphold that and and we're happy to uphold that why is why would we see that as as something different 
um, in the case of having a conversation about theological matters along with a woman. Well, I think I would make a clear distinction between church ministry and everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bible speaks about men being ordained, as I see it, to the ministry of word and sacrament. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you're not an ordained man, then I think, you know, if you're going to apply the, well, a woman can't blog uh, because of the restrictions on women teaching in the New Testament, well, I would say those restrictions apply to non-ordained men as well. Right. Uh, and then, unless you've got a very clear doctrine of the church, you're going to end up with all kinds of complexities and, and incoherences in how you apply approach things. I've seen it said, you know, that women should only be allowed to blog in certain sections of a web page dealing specifically with women's issues. Well, uh, raises the question, of course, of what exactly are women's issues. Um, are we, you know, are they only allowed to blog right. about PMS, for example? Or, yeah, <laughs> right. it seems to me that... we we'll uh, get a lot of readers there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, sin and the cross, etc. These are women's issues. They're, right, yeah, the doctrine they're, of they're, Christ they're, has nothing to do with women, does it? Yeah, uh, and the, the other side of it is, well, are we also going to have a separate section on the webpage for, for non-ordained men right. to write about things that only non-ordained men should write about? Right. I think if you maintain a, a very clear distinction between if you like, church and parachurch, between, you know, let's clarify our language and say between ministry and restrict that specifically to word, sacrament and discipline mm-hmm. and serving the church and the people of God in a broader capacity, then I think we can avoid some of the, uh, the conflicts and the problems that, say, the presence of somebody like Amy on this, this podcast generates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I think it, re- it really bothers me, this whole women's issues thing. Not that we don't have specific issues for women, but I think what happens, especially in women's ministries, then if, if we're just delegated to talk about women's issues, then the focus really changes. The focus then becomes on us instead of, of on God, mm-hmm. and particularly the revelation he gives us in Christ through the gospel. You know, the focus should not be on my own skills as a wife or a mother or a hostess or, you know, whatever, feminism. Mm-hmm. It, in, it ends up becoming very, uh, yeah, it kind of turn, it forces you to turn inward on yourself right. um, in, in order to, to talk about anything that might have to do with theology or the Bible. And yeah. there's much more to my life than that. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, one of the things that, that you'll hear is that um, anything outside of the church like this needs to be analogous to the church therefore mm-hmm. and and that's I, it seems to me that's very tortured logic because uh, the fact is um, there's a lot outside of the church that's not analogous to the church I don't administer the sacraments in my house or in my office mm-hmm. or or try to to preach through this podcast because they aren't the church Right. It, it's it's something different from the church. This is where I get a little bit uh, concerned about the whole complementarian movement. Uh, I mean, on one level, I would say I'm, I'm very sympathetic with, with much of it, what it stands for and much of what it's trying to achieve. The problem is that it has such a broad and general focus that you do miss the the distinctive churchly aspect of what mm-hmm. Paul is talking about in the pastoral epistles. Right. And it can become just a general culture war against perceived feminism as opposed to uh, a, a real movement to maintain biblical standards. And I think those biblical standards apply primarily to the church. Right. 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 It even becomes a filter by which we then look at, you know, 
the world and the church and the home. And it's a kind of a one dimensional filter, I think, to where we should be looking theologically at it all more than just in a one issue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think I think it's important to distinguish also between um, uh, complementarianism as as we embrace it as clear uh, roles of of authority with within the the home and the church and and some of the stranger manifestations that have followed from it um, mm-hmm. like the patriarchy movement and I think I was mentioning to you all earlier um, that I heard from acquaintance recently that uh, they have a family member in a in a patriarchal church um, he was the, the husband and father was homesick one Sunday they were serving communion in the church uh, that Sunday morning the wife was only in lo- allowed to receive communion if it was uh, administered to her by her 12-year-old son, who happened to be the oldest male representative of the family that day. Now, that may seem crazy, because it mm-hmm. is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. But but the fact is, if complementarianism, to Carl's point, has uh, parameters to it. Uh, Paul is speaking about um, some things specifically regarding the church. And like any good thing, if it's misapplied, it becomes something pretty wacky. Right. And, and outside of the church, you know, like blogs or podcasts mm. or whatever we're talking about here, it's just um, ridiculous and foolish to think that men do not learn from women outside mm. of the authority of the position of, of an elder or pastor. Mm-hmm. You know, I appreciate those women most of all who understand that women should not serve in combat. <laughs> so I've been I've learned a lot from them, and, and they're out there. Carl, I'll get you in touch. Should they serve he as the manager took the power of hedge funds? Right from you, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I hope that when Todd's being besieged by all these communists from Area 51, and the only people outside are women with submachine guns, he makes them all come inside, and he goes out and sacrifices himself. For them. Absolutely, I'll say, ladies, ladies, please, I'm here now. As I said before, the only question to me is, can she shoot straight? <laughs> I just found out that my uh, 14-year-old is quite the sharpshooter. She um, schooled her dad and her grandfather and her uncle. You know, Amy, you are the most wow. terrifying family in West Virginia. <laughs> and, and the bar is set very high for Terry in West Virginia, as we all know. In, indeed. But, you know, I mean, look at it this way, Carl. I mean, yeah. somebody's got to protect that home from the marauding vans. <laughs> Uh, cannibals that routinely move through uh, the true. It's a dueling banjo play. We haven't had dueling banjos on this film for quite a while. It used to be Amy's theme tune. that they were afraid of me. This so, was just before they died, was it? I, yeah, it's, I was telling Matt that, you know, maybe I need to change my approach a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, to- well after I, Todd and I had had that conversation with you, you know, we both went <laughs> home to our wives and said, got to do something about this woman. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I'm wondering if, if at this point we, we need to um, uh, just let everybody know for sure um, that we still do believe that ordination into the offices of of elder and deacon those are 
for men, it's quite clear in Scripture. Um, in the OPC church where Carl serves, in the PCA church where I serve, where Amy attends, um, uh, we're, we're not going to be or, ordaining women because uh, we see very clearly in Scripture where God has um, set aside those roles uh, for men. And the reason I point that out and make it obvious is because we've learned the hard way that you have to do that, right? Right. We don't want to be accused of um, <laughs> something that we didn't say. <laughs> yes. We don't want to be accused of being egalitarians or whatever, uh, but they, you know, at mortification of spin, they believe in the ordination of women now, you know, so that's only can... women who first be made honorary guys. We need to make that clear <laughs> qualification. Exactly. Not that we want to add to the gender confusion in America. Today. Exactly. Yes. They yeah. do have the power to make women uh, honorary yeah. men. So all complaints should be sent to Bob Brady, I think, by the way, on this one. Is, uh, I'm going away for a few months. <laughs> yeah, we'll drop this one like a hand grenade in the yeah. Uh, no, not that I should have used uh, military imagery with a woman. Um, yeah, as long as it wasn't a woman dropping the hand exactly. grenade, we're okay here, Todd. So. <laughs> the, the men drop the hand grenades and uh, and run, the women just run. So, yeah, as long as we get clear on that. Are oh, you going to bring this madness to an end, Todd? I, I think I ought to. You know, I think we've dug ourselves in uh, deep enough. But I, 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 it's an important discussion because um, what we don't want to do is we don't want to take the very good... Um, and uh, uh, binding um, instructions from Paul and turn them in and apply them in such a way that it ends up being unhealthy. Um, and uh, we're trying to do that faithfully, and I think, I think that we can do that. So anyway, uh, thanks for uh, joining us for this uh, episode of uh, Bully Pulpit. Uh, for Carl Truman and Amy Bird, I'm Todd Pruitt, signing off until the next time we talk. This has been Mortification of Spin, a podcast of the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. Remember to visit our website, mortificationofspin.org, where you can download a free MP3 entitled Gender Confusion Among Women, a recent message by well-known author and Alliance Conference speaker, Rosaria Champagne Butterfield. Mortification of Spin is a production of the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. Alliance ministries include Reformation21.org, the Bible Study Hour, and events held from Florida to Sacramento. To learn more about the Alliance, visit AllianceNet.org or call 800-488-1888. Please join the gang again next week, and don't forget your free download. Absolutely. I'll say, ladies, ladies, please, I'm here now.